Hello and welcome to Beautifully Balanced. Health and happiness aren't found in a bottle of prescription pills or with any fad diet. Instead, we can activate your body's natural ability to heal itself. And that is exactly what we're going to do together here. I'm Sarah Teeple, a women's integrative health practitioner, and I blend the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda with the modern science of functional medicine to help you heal your gut, rebalance your hormones, and calm anxiety naturally. Here I'll teach you the smart, sustainable, personalized, and fun way to use nutrition, herbs, and healthy lifestyle to feel vibrant, energized, and beautiful inside and out. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Beautifully Balanced. Today we are talking coffee. Drip coffee, cold brew coffee, espressos, lattes, mochas, all of those yummy things. Mm, I can smell that earthy, rich aroma now. Oh my gosh, I love coffee, but coffee does not love me or my dosha. <laughs> I wonder about you. So, you know, coffee is a delicious, comforting ritual for many. Some of us even depend on coffee to get through our day. But drinking too much coffee or even doing it at the wrong times of day or in the wrong order with your food can actually make your anxiety skyrocket. It can put you in stress hormone overdrive disrupt your hormones, derail your sleep, and contribute to tons of digestive issues such as IBS, acid reflux, loose stools, or even constipation. I'll tell you exactly how that all works a little bit later. So today we're going to look at coffee through a Western medical lens and an Ayurvedic lens, and I'm going to teach you four crucial coffee tips. So if you choose to, you can enjoy your coffee intelligently without derailing your digestion and your hormones. And we'll also talk about which Ayurvedic doshas or body-mind types for which coffee is best or worst, and again, how to drink it if you're going to choose to. We'll also discuss some of my favorite coffee alternatives and which of those are best for each dosha. Vata, Pitta, and Kapha are the doshas. And if you don't know your dosha yet, hop on over to saratipal.com and take my two quick dosha quizzes. So there's a physical dosha or your body type. This is going to impact your digestion, your hormones, kind of your phenotype, you know, are you... Uh, larger frame, more likely to gain weight easily, or use smaller frame, it's harder to gain weight. So that's all part of your physical dosha. There's also another quick five-minute quiz about your mental dosha. So your emotional, psychological, mental tendencies, that would be your mental dosha. And again, the three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. Take those quick five-minute quizzes and you will find out your results, Vata, Pitta, or Kapha. And then I'll also give you a link where you can go learn more about your mental and physical dosha and get some really powerful tips about how you can start living in alignment with your body and mind type so that you're working with your physiology and with your psychology and not against it like so many of us do. So let us take a moment together to investigate coffee a little bit through that Western medical lens and Ayurvedic lens. Speaking from a Western medical perspective, coffee 
introduces a spike of acidity to your stomach and your gut and a blast of cortisol to your hormones. So cortisol is a stress hormone. And yes, stress hormones are hormones. Sometimes when we think about hormones, we're just thinking about our estrogen and progesterone. And in in effect or in essence, you know, actually our cortisol can really affect our estrogen and progesterone kind of in this downstream effect. Um, But right now we're just talking about our cortisol levels. So Western medicine would say that, you know, coffee is acidic and it increases our cortisol. I sometimes like to call it liquid cortisol. (laughs) So think about this in relation to your body. Are you already stressed? Do you already feel like your body is producing a lot of cortisol? Like you just feel overwhelmed, easily startled, um, kind of in fight or flight, or maybe you're kind of on the other side of that where you just feel exhausted, like you've just been go, go, going, and you're now burnt out. That'd be called stress hormone exhaustion. Stress hormone overdrive is when we just feel like we're going, 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 and our our horm- stress hormones are just peaked all the time and we just can't relax. So if this already feels like it's describing you and you drink coffee, just know that coffee is contributing to that. So, you know, no judgment, not telling you you can't drink coffee. Just let's look at the current state of affairs with awareness. And if you're already in stress hormone overdrive and you're adding more liquid cortisol onto that, that's going to aggravate that. Also, with the acidity of coffee, The acidity of coffee will aggravate you if you already have acidic digestion. So acidic digestion, how do you know if you have acidic digestion? Essentially, you'd have symptoms like heartburn or GERD, gastritis, which is literally an inflammation of the stomach lining, or loose stools. Those show us that there is some inflammation or acidity in the digestive tract. So there again... Look at your digestion, and if you already have these symptoms of acidity and you're adding more acidity through coffee, um, you're going to be aggravating that or increasing those symptoms. So, you know, it's so good just to look at our body with non-judgment. Again, just kind of looking at the current state of affairs, not judging it as good or bad, just saying, all right, this is kind of where I am right now. And this behavior, like me drinking coffee, is either increasing these symptoms or helping to pacify these symptoms. So kind of giving you that encouragement to increase your awareness. Through an Ayurvedic lens, we would say that coffee aggravates both vata and pitta doshas. And we're going to talk about each one of those. And don't forget, we're going to end with our four crucial coffee tips. This episode is going to be kind of a short and sweet one. I just want to want to get to it, give you the goods on the coffee. Um, so in Ayurveda, we would say that coffee aggravates vata and pitta doshas. Uh, good news for you, kaphas. Uh, in essence, coffee is is somewhat healthy and balancing in small amounts for kapha. Again, if you need to find out your dosha, sarahteeple.com, take that quiz. And the reason coffee is kind of balancing for kapha, and as I'm saying this, I realize coffee and kapha kind of sound alike. It's becoming a tongue twister. (laughs) But uh, kapha dosha people tend to be physically a little heavier, more prone to weight gain, also just kind of more muscle mass, 
thicker skin. They just have more earth elements. So they're more earthy. That translates to their personalities and their dispositions too in that they're a little more kind of slow and steady. Maybe they're a little lethargic. It's hard to get moving in the morning. They're naturally just a little more relaxed. And so this spike of stress hormone uh, is actually a little bit good for them. It kind of gets them a little bit energized. Then digestively, kaphas are a little more sluggish with their digestion as well. So this kind of stimulant effect uh, kind of helps sluggish kapha digestion. Again, in small amounts and kaphas, stay tuned. I want you to know these four tips on how to enjoy your coffee mindfully and so it's going to agree with you physically and mentally. So kaphas, you win the prize. Coffee is all right for you in small amounts. Sorry to my Pitta and Vata sisters out there, and I am Vata Pitta, so this is me as well. And it kind of pains me that delicious coffee is not good for my mind or my body, though occasionally I'll enjoy it, a little bit of it anyway, always using our four tips, of course. But so Pitta, Pitta Dosha. Pitta is the dosha associated with the fire and water elements, and Pitta is associated with uh, characteristics like kind of overwork, stress, analytical and critical thinking. Pittas are really accomplished, kind of competitive. That fire element really brings this kind of determination, activation, um, sometimes again prone to overwork. It brings those aspects to Pitta. And what do you think liquid cortisol or coffee? does to those tendencies, you know, Pitta's tendency to go, go, go and overwork to the po point of burnout. These fiery people are burning themselves out. Um, so that liquid cortisol in coffee, um, that just aggravates or increases that. So basically it's going to make them stress themselves out more, go, go, go to the point of burnout more, think more critically and analytically, almost to the point of self-criticism or criticizing others, just sort of really stir the pot of all those negative tendencies of pitta. Now, digestively, pittas do have that fiery or acidic digestion. So they would naturally have symptoms occasionally when they're out of balance, symptoms like heartburn, GERD, and loose stools, or even that gastritis, that um, burning uh, sensation in the stomach, which is in fact an inflamed stomach lining. So in Ayurveda, we say like increases like. So these fiery and acidic uh, aspects of pitta, the fiery acidic nature of coffee aggravates those, worsening them. So Pitta ladies, if you're coffee drinkers, I want to just encourage you to be open to these coffee tips. You know, remember, I'm going to tell you how you can enjoy it sensibly and intelligently. And I'm also going to give you a couple of alternatives. But just know that, you know, even though you might feel so attached to that coffee and like you need it to perform at the level that you want to perform, your body might be telling you something else. That coffee might be sort of masking your body's natural intelligence that's saying, hey, actually, we need a little break. We need to sit down. We need a little more relaxation. We don't need to be go, go, going to the point of exhaustion 
constantly. Um, so I encourage you to just kind of open up that dialogue with your body. Now, if you're like me and you are a mom and a business owner or, you know, your version of those things, it doesn't have to be exactly those, but, um, you have these roles and responsibilities where you feel like you do have to operate at a very high functioning level or high level of functionality then you know you might feel like you need a little extra help to get you through your long days and and enable you to function at this level but again this is just a really great opportunity to open up that dialogue with your body and with yourself to look at what you're doing is it serving you is there something that could serve you even a little bit better that could still be just as enjoyable so that's what i want to bring you pitta mamas out there for the vatas and again, I am Vata Pitta, so I totally identify with both of these things. Um, so for Vata, that cortisol spike of coffee, the caffeine, also aggravates Vata dosha. Now, Vata is associated with symptoms like anxiety, overwhelm, scattered thinking. These would be mental tendencies of Vata. And just kind of moving too fast, like their thoughts might move really fast. They also might physically move fast through their day from task to task, often switching tasks, being very kind of adaptable and flexible, um, but sometimes almost to the point of doing too much. Vatas like to put a jillion things on their to-do list and then just go, go, go until they reach the point of exhaustion, kind of like Pitta. Um, so if you are already prone to anxiety, prone to overwhelm, putting a million things on your to-do list, and then feeling inadequate that you didn't accomplish them all. <laughs> the, the caffeine and cortisol response that coffee will evoke uh, can worsen that or take it to the next level. So a lot of clients, you know, they already have anxiety. Coffee sometimes will turn that into a panic attack or too much. You know, if they're used to having one cup of coffee and they have two or they have it later in the day, they feel more prone to heart palpitations, panic attacks, just again, feeling so scattered or so overwhelmed that um, they're not as functional. And so those are kind of some of the negative impacts. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about some of my clients and thinking about some that have a very clear view of, all right, I realize that coffee is aggravating my anxiety or it's aggravating my digestive issues. Some people are aware of this. Some people are not aware of this. So, you know, if you're so busy or if you feel like you're just really disconnected from your body and you're like, you know... I, is it aggravating my anxiety or is this just the way I am? Am I just an anxious, overwhelmed person? Or do I just have real stressors in my life? And that can be very valid as well. Um, or you're like, is coffee aggravating my digestion? I kind of don't even know. I want this to be your permission and your encouragement, again, to open up that dialogue with your body and just Take a moment to check in with yourself before, during, and after coffee. Or if you decide to skip the coffee, checking in with yourself before, during, and after, like when you would usually have the coffee. And if you're making a different choice, such as some of the choices that I'm going to give you, some of the options. Um, but I want to just shine a light on the fact that for many different reasons, some of us are very self-aware and can can really feel and intuit the effects of certain substances in our bodies. And others of us, for many reasons, again, have not put the puzzle pieces together. And, you know, in our society and in our diet 
obsessed culture, women are often not taught to listen to their bodies. We're not taught to be intuitive and respect our body's messages. We're taught to just go, go, go and perform, perform, perform and look a certain way while we're doing it and not complain about it and accomplish it all. So this is just a wake up call for us to take all of ourselves into consideration, our mind, body, and spirit to look at our habits, see if they're serving us. Um, And thank you for sticking with me through that digression. It's really important. Um, And so we will circle back to talking about Vata. And that was very Vata of me to get off on a tangent. Remember, I I talked about that scattered thinking. So vatas tend to be more prone to digestive sensitivities. Um, Vatas will have a really irregular appetite. They'll uh, very easily get bloated or gassy and constipated. And just certain things, lots of things, often do not sit well with vatas. I call them my delicate flowers. Um, And so the nature of coffee is that it is a stimulant. That's why it stimulates a bowel movement for some people. We're going to talk about that in a minute, how not for everyone, it doesn't stimulate a bowel movement, but it's a stimulant, meaning that it creates tension. So it creates tension in your stomach muscle. Your stomach is a muscle. And for vatas, they often have more tense bodies, including more tense and sensitive stomachs. And so that increased tension really is a disservice to vata digestion. It can worsen all their digestive sensitivities. It can make them not digest their next meal nearly as well because their stomach isn't flowy and loose and churning in the way that it's supposed to. Instead, it has accumulated this tension. So for vatas, coffee can be really problematic. Um, Also, contrary to the popular belief, coffee does not always stimulate a bowel movement. In fact, in people who are prone to constipation, like vatas, coffee can have the opposite effect. Because it's a diuretic, it's drying, and vatas tend to have this dry digestive tract, more prone to gas and air bloating in the digestive tract, and less prone to regular nice soft daily poops. So vatas will sometimes have the dry harder poops, pooping those pellets or skipping days between bowel movements. And of course, you know, it's not an episode of Beautifully Balanced or a hangout session with me if I'm not talking about poop. So thanks for sticking with me through the bowel movement talk. So Without further ado, I want to discuss our four tips of how to make coffee work for you. And then I'm going to give you some of my favorite coffee alternatives. So here are your four tips. If you're going to drink coffee, limit it to one four to eight ounce cup a day and choose a dark roast or even decaf. Decaf has about a third of the caffeine. So if you're having decaf, just know you are still getting some caffeine, but it's much less, so it's a better choice. The reason we say choose a dark roast instead of a light or medium roast is because the roasting process mellows out the acidity of coffee. It also gets rid of some of the caffeine. So I don't know if you've noticed, but at least in Louisville, Kentucky, in the past decade, there's kind of been this trend of lighter roast coffees, which A, I think are disgusting because I think they taste like stomach acid (laughs) and they don't have that like roasty, toasty, satisfying aspect that I look for in coffee. Um, But 
they taste like stomach acid because they literally are more acidic and you're getting a lot more caffeine. So choose that darker roast, an espresso roast, an Italian roast, a French roast, um, usually on a coffee bag or even at a coffee shop, they'll tell you what's a dark and what's a light roast. So limit it to a small amount and choose these wonderful dark roasts. Also organic because coffees are very heavily pesticided if they're not organic. Tip number two, never drink your coffee on an empty stomach, people. <laughs> that increases that tension that will aggravate all the digestive issues. So if you have acidic digestion and you're putting this hot acidic coffee into your sensitive stomach, it is just going to skyrocket that GERD, heartburn, gastritis, stomach tension. So wait until after breakfast. The optimal time to drink your coffee is kind of between breakfast and lunch or just right after breakfast. This kind of goes along with this never on an empty stomach, but do not intermittent fast with coffee. This is a trend that drives me crazy. I see it just wreaking havoc on the digestion and on the stress level of many of my clients. So intermittent fasting is where you go, you know, a certain chunk of your hours of the day without eating. You're fasting, essentially. And the way many people do it is they will wake up, just have coffee, sometimes bulletproof coffee, like adding coconut oil or ghee. Um, but they'll just have coffee and just have that instead of breakfast. But what that does, again, is create all of that tension and acidity in the digestive tract. It also, the caffeine spikes your cortisol. So you'll feel like you're having a little boost of energy, but really that energy can turn to anxiety, tension, um, stress hormone overdrive very easily. Also, you're not doing your weight any favors with this practice with intermittent fasting with coffee because what you're doing is telling your metabolism to slow down. You're saying, metabolism girl, I'm not giving you any food, so stop working. I'm just going to have coffee. And then many, many, many hours later, you maybe have a late lunch or you have this big dinner after you've told your metabolism to turn down. So this is a bad idea. Don't intermittent fast with coffee. If you have more questions about this, email me at hello at sarahteeple.com. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Can you tell I'm passionate about this? Number three of our four tips is for vatas and pittas, add a little bit of cream. So a little bit of organic heavy cream, if you can do dairy, even a non-dairy creamer like coconut creamer, almond creamer, choose an unsweetened variety. Um, but, you know, we want to spike or we want to, pardon me, mellow out that spike of acidity and that spike of caffeine and a little bit of fat from the creamer, or you could add a little ghee or coconut oil if you like. Um, but a little bit of fat kind of slows down the metabolism of that caffeine, meaning you'll get a more sustained bit of energy. For kaffas, Sorry, ladies, we do not want you putting fat in your coffee. We want you putting cinnamon in your coffee. Cinnamon um, has the ability to lower the blood sugar spike, sometimes caused by coffee. And kaffas, who sometimes are prone towards easy weight gain, also tend towards blood sugar fluctuations. So we want that coffee a little bit spicy for kaffa. We want it to be really heating for that slow, sluggish, cold digestive system that kaffa has. Number four of the tips, never coffee after 11 or 12 p.m. Now, this applies to you very specifically if you have any issues sleeping. Some of us are slower metabolizers of caffeine than others, and so that caffeine can really stick around in your system uh, well beyond when you're drinking the coffee. So try to enjoy your daily cafe and be very finished with it, totally finished well before noon. 
So there are your four coffee tips. I hope that you've enjoyed them. And I'm going to conclude this episode with a couple of my favorite picks for coffee replacements. Um, We've, of course, got our beautiful dark roast decaf. There also is a wonderful uh, brew of adaptogenic herbs called rasa, R-A-S-A, coffee. Um, And you can order that from wearerasa.com. And this has some wonderful adaptogenic herbs, cinnamon, and some other um, medicinal mushrooms. But these adaptogenic herbs basically retrain your body towards a healthy cortisol response. So if you're prone to anxiety, if you are always in stress hormone overdrive, these adaptogenic herbs are going to help you heal that stress hormone overdrive. And rasa tastes amazing as well. Uh, Finally, for my vatas, if you'd like to do tea instead of coffee, I highly recommend that. And ginger tea is wonderful for vatas and vata digestion. If you're pitta and you want to do tea instead of coffee, the ever popular and anti-inflammatory green tea is always ideal. And I personally like a green tea, like a little zhuzhed up. So if I was going to drink green tea, I'd like it with... um, like a lemongrass green tea or a mint green tea or a ginger green tea. That just appeals to me so much more than a a plain old green tea. Matcha is also wonderful. So these have been your four coffee tips, your Ayurvedic and doshic education on coffee and some of my favorite coffee alternatives. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a comment or any feedback. I always love to hear from you. And if you are interested in incorporating integrative healthcare, Ayurveda, and functional medicine into your life, please come find me at sarahteeple.com and schedule a free holistic chat with me. I always love to hear what you're working on. All right, until next time, have a beautiful day. Thank you for being here with me today. Remember, you can feel your best naturally. Just try one new thing a week that you learn here and watch your body and life transform. And if you're ready to take this to the next level, learn your dosha, get your personalized holistic plan, and live beautifully balanced, you've got to come see me at sarahteeple.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-T-E-E-P-L-E.com. There you can learn about how to work with me one-on-one or book a free holistic chat and just tell me what you're working on. I love to hear from you and help you live your best life. So until next time, be well. Oh, and if you love this conversation, please rate and review our podcast. That really helps more people find natural healthcare options. Thanks again and see you soon.